Welcome to the like, Destiny Podcast. Okay, yeah, so today I just I wanted to talk about fear. Um, and I don't know where this is going to. I made a lot of notes and stuff, but and I really felt, especially today, like this morning, like I put a lot of effort in find stuff out, figure stuff out, but I actually really want to share something from my heart. Um, so we'll see, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, but so the journey I'm on at the moment is um, I've always had a lot of fear in my life. Um, especially with like fear for the future and this kind of stuff. And the last week, Scott just keeps talking to me about actually, Chris, I love you. Um, and there's no place for fear anymore. There's no place, not at all. Um, and actually, so this I found this 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 verse in the Bible. Um, it's in First John four verse eighteen, and it says, "There's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment." And whoever fears has not been perfected in love. And I really like that so much because what's happening at the moment is um, like there's so much power in that, in, that, in that little verse. Like There's no fear in love. And at the moment, as I go deeper and deeper in my intimacy with God, and I experience more like who he really is, um, what it means that he's God Almighty, that he's, that he's my dad, um, I really figure out that fear just becomes less and less. And what I used to do, um, I used to try to fix that fear. I used to try to keep telling me, no, 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 don't be fearful. Like, God is good, God is good, God is good. But, um, but the thing is, even if I kept saying it, then yes, there might be power in it. But the problem was I never really knew what it means that God is my provider. That I don't have to be afraid. Um, and there's this whole thing in love. Like when, when we go deeper in, in God's love, when we grow deeper in, in relationship with him, and when we get more aware of who he really is, um, then just fear becomes like less and less. And it seems like it just automatically, it just, it just leaves. Um, and at the moment I'm on this journey, so there's still like situations in my life where I'm afraid of or where sometimes when I, when I struggle with or when I'm not aware of who I am and Christ is in me and who God is. And fear just comes in. But the more when I go to my, I know it's called it, I know, secret place or when I'm aware, then just it goes, it moves it away again um so there's something i just wanted to talk about um and then later we i just want to show you something because um like david was i think he's one of the person in the bible who was so fearless like he was really like a fearless leader who didn't struggle with fear he was brave um and i wanted later and then we just look in something in the psalm that that god showed me um so i just want to tell you something so for me it's, um so i became a christian when i was 15 um, and I started to get to know God, and I started to get to know Jesus, and like what, what the cross means more and more, and all this, those things. Um, but then, like when I turned 16, like when I finished high school, I really struggled with this question of what am I going to do with my life? Like, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to study? Am I going to go to university? Should I do apprenticeship, which is really huge in Germany? Like, it's a big thing, apprenticeships. Um, um, and so what happened like, was that since I'm 16, when I finished high school, I always struggled with the question, what the heck am I going to do with my life? And so I did, like, when I turned 16 after high school, I started to do apprenticeship. But it never, ever felt peace in me. Like, I ever, like, when I started to do this apprenticeship, I didn't really enjoy it. Um, and I feel like suddenly, like, this fear came in, like, it popped in, and with thing of, you know, what am I going to do with my life? Um, I'm 16 now, and then this, many people ask me, so are you excited what you're doing at the moment? Do you enjoy your apprenticeship? And often I was saying, actually, I don't. Like, I, I really don't like it. 
And suddenly this thing of something I've never been aware of, you know, of what am I going to do with my future when I was young because I went to school, everything was right, like my parents cared for me, I didn't struggle with money at all. Like, and so suddenly all of this, this came and so I first fear was like, like I said a few times, what am I going to do with my life? And suddenly like these questions of how am I going to provide for myself with money? I need to find something that I really enjoy where I get the money. And then also, like, it erupted a lot of my self-confidence often because when I, for example, when I finished my apprenticeship, went for a year to Canada, I came back, then I worked. But everything I did, like, sometimes I enjoyed it, but there was never peace about it. Um, and so I started to, when people ask me, so how is life, Chris? How do you enjoy whatever you do at the moment? Like, I kind of, like, started to, to get really, like, insecure in myself. Um, and I felt like... Um, not peaceful anymore. And so every day this question, honestly, since I'm 16, it was every day this question. Every morning I get up, like, this thing of, I don't know where I'm going to end. I don't know what my destiny looks like. And um, there were so many things that I always had in my heart, but it seemed to be almost, like, impossible to get there to those to those things that I really desired for because it seemed like um, there was a lot of risk in, there was a lot of um, diff just different things. And so this is something that really, like, it often really robbed my joy. Like, I've always been kind of like a joyful person, but but it often robbed me, like, this whole question of, I don't know, it just it just was really hard for me. I don't know, I kind of lost track. <laughs> um, and so what happened, like, within the last weeks, like I shared, is just that God actually showed me um, that he's a really, really good, good dad, and that you know, like children, they never have to be afraid of anything. They never have to be afraid because their parents always provide. And you never hear a child, child saying, Daddy, what am I going to do tomorrow? What are we going to have for food tomorrow? They just know, like, they, the parents cook their food and they just get it. So they don't have to be afraid. But when we grow up, like, suddenly when we get more and more involved in, you know, like, in the community where we live, um, there's more and more stuff going on. And, of course, we have get more responsibility the more we grow and suddenly this thing of, um, we get shaky a bit. Um, yeah, so so this was something that has always been in my life. Um, and now, like, within the last weeks, I really encountered this, just this incredible peace, like, with God, this incredible um, knowing, like, that He provides for me, like, that He loves me so much and that He actually wants me to enjoy life. Um, and so I did some studies also, um, the internet a bit what does for me and like I looked about a few definitions um, um, and I just wanted to this is something from from a guy I don't actually know who he, who he is it was just something on YouTube I saw and so he was saying this thing about about fear um, he was saying um, you're not living with life but you live in your mind your fear is always about what happens next that means your fear is always about something that does not exist if you're suffering the non existent Potential, existential, potential. We call that insanity. If you're suffering anything which does not exist, it's insanity. You're not rooted in reality. You're rooted in your mind. One part of it, it's memory. And one part of it, it's imagination. Both of them in one way um, is imagination. Because both of them do not exist now. You're lost in your imagination. That is the basis of your fear. And so this is what actually really happened the last 10 years with me. Like, I've been so afraid of, of my future. I've been so afraid of, even, you know, then it, it, it went into, like, I started to get fear of, 
fear of man, kind of, because I kind of wanted to please them, but I wasn't happy with what I'm doing, and I felt like I had to give them explanation about what I actually want to do, but I, at the moment, what I do, I don't enjoy it, and all the kind of stuff, and suddenly I felt like I had to please them, and so it feel like went in many ways of many parts of my life, um, and it really, it really dis, dis, destroyed, like, my, actually, my identity, um, and then I looked at also in the Bible, like, uh, I don't know, the Bible never talks about anything about you need to be afraid, you need to have fear in your life. Um, um, it never does. Like, of course, it does about, like, you need to be aware about things. Because there's, like, you know, there's this thing of, like, danger is real. Like, danger is real. Danger happens in life. Like, when you go to the, I don't know, bad example, when you go to, for an adventure to the wilderness and there's a lion in front of you three meters, yeah, there's danger. Um, but fear is actually something like like Vlad said. It's something that's not existing, something that happens in our mind, but it's not real. Um, and and so in the Bible, I, I found some verses um, that I just want to share. Like it it always talks about. Um, um, <laughs> is it now? Already down somewhere. There it is, yeah. For God gave us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. So, which says, like, fear is nothing that actually exists in the kingdom. It's nothing that exists in, in a relationship with God. It's nothing that God created. It's actually something that we create in our minds. Um, so, actually, God doesn't really, I don't know if that's, but he probably doesn't even know what fear is. Of course he does, but on the other hand, he he never like created that word. And then the fear of man lays a snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord is safe. And says in First Peter five seven, casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Um, fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Um, and it also says in Philippians four verse six. Do not be anxious about anything, anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Um, and I liked it so much, like the whole time basically what it talks, and there's so many more like verses, I just picked a few that I really liked, but it always talks about just trust God, don't worry, and when you're afraid, when you have fear, you don't need to deal with it, just give it to God, um, um, but, but just trust Him. And so... And I just wanted to say something about David, um, which is like, I don't know, I just like, he's so brave. Um, I love it. Like in the Bible, it talks about that, like, you know, like he, like when he was still like a, a shepherd or look for a servant, like look for, for the sheep and stuff. Um, he was like, he talks about that he grabbed like a beer, a beer on his beard or a lion when they came. And then he talks about, and if they were trying to do something to me and my sheep, I would just kill them. And then there's this thing when he got them. Um, when Saul, when Saul tried to to get David and he tried to kill him, um, so like it says in the Bible, like um, Saul, like he heard about David that he was hiding in a in a cave, think called a cave, yeah. And then like Saul took three thousand soldiers um, and like went to the place where David was and tried to kill him. And so it happened that David actually, um, when 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 they had arrested the soldiers and Saul, David went there and he grabbed his he grabbed him on a, on a, like on. A, he got a piece of clothes from him, and then he went back. 
Um, so he sneaked like through 3,000 people. And what I imagine is that actually Saul, I don't think he was at the end or at the beginning from where the soldiers were. I, I believe, I don't know, but I believe he was probably right in the middle because he was the most important, like he was the king of Israel. So they needed him. Um, and then it happened the second time again, like he sneaked another time, like Saul again tried to kill him, tried to find him. And David again, like went um, right in the middle, like or went to get another, um, I think there was uh, like a, throwing how do you call it a spear yeah um, and a, a chug of water chuck chuck yeah um and he got this as well so but i'm like who the what the heck does he does that like he didn't even kill him you know he like there was just feel like he was just provocating and he was just trying to give Saul a message about it but it's just so like and then of course the story with like david and goliath like he fought against goliath who was probably the strongest man of the whole philip Philisters, um, and he just and you never hear David saying like in all the situations that he was afraid of something he just did it he just went for it um, so there's this thing that I found in um, Psalm 27 um, and I love it so much because I feel like this is really something that opened my heart that I feel like it's guidance for how we can deal with fear and when we struggle with it um, so he says and it calls, it's called, actually, Psalm 27 is called Fearless Faith. And it says, The Lord is my revelation light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround and protect me. When evil one comes to destroy me, they will be the ones who turn back. My heart will not be afraid, even if an army rises to attack. I know that you are there for me, so I will not be shaken. Here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else, I want the privilege of living with him every moment in, this, in his house, fighting the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. And what I like so much about this thing is, you know, he talks about that when an army is around him, and in the, in the German Bible actually it says that when an army stands around him, um, he says he's, he doesn't care. Like he's not caring because what he wants, he just wants to be with God. He wants to dwell in that place. just wants to go deeper in his love. Um, and this is something that, that really hit me because he's not focusing at all on fear. He's not focusing at all on the situations, on the circumstances where he was in. And I mean, he had pretty rough circumstances. Like, you know, so many people like Saul tried to kill him so many times in the Bible and and like uh, the thing with Goliath, you know, like, but he never was afraid of it. And I think the key for that was because he knew who the father was. He knew who God was for him. Like he knew how much he was loved. Um, and he had this desire, this, this, this deepest desire just to go deeper and deeper in his love. Like just to sing more and more, to dwell more and more. Um, and I think that's the key like for, and it's, I think it's something that God does in us. Like when we, when we encounter his love, when we really encounter his love, then we are not, we are not afraid of those things anymore, of, of the future or just we don't have fear of man anymore. Like we don't need to struggle anymore with the thing of do we have enough money, do we not? What happens with our family members who might not know God yet? Because it's just God provides for everything and he just wants us. He wants us to be happy. He wants us to, to enjoy the journey where we are on. And he's like, don't, like, Chris, don't, 
don't think too much about this or this. Just enjoy it, and I will provide. And this is something that I so love about David. Like he, and I really believe this is the key for. And what I was saying about this thing, like, and then suddenly fear leaves us, leaves us. And you know, David, what I like as well, like David was never afraid of his future. Like he just enjoyed every moment. And the thing is, you know, suddenly he became a king. He was nobody knew him actually. Nobody knew him. And suddenly he became a king. And I really believe, like it says in the Bible, like um, David was a man of, after God's own heart. Like um, he had such an amazing heart, and he just knew, just knew like who the Father was. He knew like that he was a child, and he was a son of God, um, and that he doesn't have to be afraid about anything. Um, and suddenly he became a king out of nothing. Like suddenly, like Solomon came was like, "Hey, God said you're going to be the king." Um, Samuel, Solomon? No, Samuel. Samuel. Sorry. Um, and suddenly he just became the king and, and he talks, so, I mean, David was somebody, he enjoyed God so much, like all the Psalms that you can read here, and I haven't read all of them, to be honest, um, but I'm getting more and more into it, but it's just, he just loved God so much, like, you know, it talks about, he was dancing naked in front of God, and like, he wasn't bothered because he was so, he wasn't bothered at all about what people thought about him, or he just loved being with God, and he had such an impact on Israel, he had such an impact even on our life, like where we live at the moment, like he brought so many, so much revelation and all those, like in the Bible and in, through his intimacy with God to us. And, and I just love it so much. It's, it's so good. And, and then I found something else, something else that David wrote. It's Psalm 139. And you guys probably know it. Uh, but it's something that gave me a lot of peace just about, about my future. Um, um, it's really long, actually, but I think I'm still going to read it. Um, it says here, and I just read it from the Passion Translation. So, um, Lord, you know everything there is to know about me. You've examined my, examined, examined, examined my heart and my innermost being with your loving gaze. And here it says loving gaze. That means because I didn't know what it means. He said, God has discovered everything about you. And it's intimately and deeply connected to your life. Um, you perceive every moment of my heart and soul. And understand my every thought before it even enters my mind. So he actually knows already. Before fear comes in our mind. Before we're afraid of things. He knows it already. Um, you're so intimately aware of me, Lord. You read my heart like an open book. And you know all the words I'm about to speak. Before, e- before I even start a sentence. You know, every step I will take before my journey even begins. You've gone into my future to prepare the way. And in kindness, you follow behind me. To spare me from the harm of my past. With your hand of love upon my life. You impart Father's blessing to me. This is just too wonderful, deep and incomprehensible. Your understanding of me brings me wonder and strength. Where could I go from your spirit? Where could I run and hide from your face? We can't hide from his face. <laughs> Even if we try sometimes. <laughs> we can't run and hide from your face. If I go up to heaven, you're there. If I go down to the realm of the dead, you're there too. If I fly with the wings into the shining dawn, you're there. If I fly into the radiant sunset, you're the waiting. Wherever I go, your hand will guide me. Your strength will empower me. Um, and this is just also talks about this, you know, God knows everything about us. He knows it like, 
you know, stuff before it even enters our mind. And like it says, like, um, you've examined my innermost being with your loving gaze. So God has discovered everything about you and is intimately and deeply connected to your life. Which means he, he knows us. And, and, you know, he says, like, you know, every step I will take before my journey even begins. He knows it. Like, he knows everything. And he's not freaking out at all. Like, God never, ever freaks out. Like, um, he never talks about that God ever freaked out in the Bible. It was like, oh, what are you doing? Like, never, ever. He's just so, like, he's so relaxed the whole time. And why should, if God not freaks out, why should we freak out then? Like, there's something, it's honestly, it's so messed up. Like, we freak out. God doesn't freak out, but we freak out. It's like the source of our life, the provider, God Almighty, um, the creator of the world, like God who's loving himself, he doesn't freak out. But then we, um, who got created by him, we freak out. And this just doesn't make sense at all. Um, and it's something that constantly God talks to me about this, this peace, like this, Chris, don't freak out. Don't freak out. It's going to be good. It's going to be okay. Um, and it's so good. And the more and more we just start to believe it, um, the more and more we are aware of that, um, it just becomes more and more real. It becomes more and more real. And then suddenly there's just what happens like fear leaves us, more and more peer come, fear comes. Anxiety leaves us, sorry, more and more peace comes. Anxiety leaves us, more and more joy comes. Because we start to, to connect with, with what the Father has for us. We start to connect with this divine romance actually that, that has started like in the beginning when he created us and that pre- Jesus also like finished on the cross um, when we started to, um, to fail or when the thing with Adam and Eve happened. Um, and I also like, the thing is, you know, I also like, I've been often like so afraid of like of man. I had really fear of man in the way of um, just maybe that, I mean, I've always been somebody who people like. Like, it was not that I've been somebody who I needed to work myself, that they would like me. Um, but it was still often, like, in my head, I need to please them. I need to, I need to be, I don't know, just make them, f- that they would love me, that I would be known. Um, so there was this fear in me of sometimes not to, like, to, I had to be everywhere. I had to go there, I had to go there, because in case if I wouldn't go there, maybe the, connection between my relationship with them would just you know like break apart or and it was so much hard work so often so there was like this thing of really like which is for me also like fear of man in the way of um i need to please them like i need to and i'm afraid if they don't like me anymore um and suddenly like the more i realize actually everything i need is god he's everything i need um then i just suddenly don't have this pressure anymore I can just love people. I can love the situations. Like I can, I can be in that moment with a hundred percent. And um, and I had once like had this when I was fourteen. There happened something with me and my mates. Like we went to this like a little Volksfest, Oktoberfest, and there was this and this um this Russian guy, and he tried to beat up my friend. And through this experience we had there, I got really anxious of because there was a lot of guys, so they tried to beat up my friend, and I got really afraid of it and. And through this, there was something that sneaked in me was this thing of, I got really afraid of, of course, fights is something that is danger, but it's nothing that, because the thing is, every time then when I started going to clubs, when I started going to parties, I could enjoy it, yes, but there was always in my head, like, what if this happened, to something like this again? What if I would be in a fight again? Um, 
and it really sucked in my mind so often. Like, and so I just wanted to share something because it was really like something that got opened my eyes. And since that, like, I can enjoy going to parties. I can enjoy going somewhere, and I, I don't afraid anymore if there's a fight or not. And it might for you guys maybe it might sound like maybe you haven't even thought about it. But through this one experience I had there, I got really anxious. And I started to realize it actually within the last weeks that this is something that really was in my life. And this was one of the reasons why sometimes I was so afraid when I went to, to places where sometimes people would get drunk and where there would fights happening. And so it was like, and some of you guys know the story already, but I went um, because I want us to know that God is not just, you know, he in our hearts. Um, definitely that's the place where he lives, but he's real and he's right here constant. And, you know, he's beside us. He's in us. He walks before us. He walks behind us. And he's present there. It's not just a thought. It's not just, um, and he's there. And, and he's the God of angels armies as well. So the angels are here to protect us as well. Um, so I had this, this situation. It was when I, when I walked them. Um, when, when I was a student, I walked with them. Um, one of the students, we went to a pub, hung out there a bit. And then I walked home. And I heard the Holy Spirit saying to me, Chris, be aware of, of where you live, like the place where you live. And then first it was like, Chris, what do you, I thought, this is, this is my own thought, definitely, like, what should happen? And it was at one at night or something. Um, so I kept on walking, and suddenly I saw this guy there, like, um, kicking, kicking into a woman. And I heard a woman screaming, which was really in front of my house, like, where we lived, where the, where the flat was for the students. And, I was, and suddenly I realized, oh, okay, that was me, like, that was the Holy Spirit. So I was like, what am I going to do? And this was something I've been always so afraid of, if something like this would happen, where there might be fight now. I don't know what, you know, how is this going to looked like i don't know so i kept watching and kept kept walking towards them as so i like the guy came and they had a some issues with each other like um, some like confrontation suddenly the guy took her and just threw her on the street and the women kept on crying and there was nobody else on the street like nothing and suddenly there came two cars and they just like drove around her when she, while she was lying on the street and then he took her again and there was this red car and he really like pushed her totally against the car and then i was like i gotta say something like uh and there was still this thing of fear. What if he comes towards me and hits me? Or what if, I don't know, has a knife, gun? I don't know, all this stuff was going on in my, in my mind. And so I was like, hey, what are you doing? Why, why do you do this? Like, stop it. And so the guy, like, the guy looked at me. And he was, because he was on the one side of the street, I was on the other side of the street. And suddenly the guy came. But I still, there was this thing of I was afraid, but also I knew actually his spirit. He knew, like, you told me that. So this, I don't know what the heck is going to happen now, but I trust you that you're going to do something because... Um, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know. So anyway, and then like he took this woman, pushed her against the car, and suddenly he came running towards me, like really running, like um, in, like in a, I don't know, just running in a speed, and suddenly like five meters before me, it was like, they kept on running, suddenly five meters before me. I was standing like this, like, what am I going to do now? So he kept running, and five, five meters before me, he like stopped, he looked at me, and then he ran away. Um, and suddenly the next funny thing was like, I don't know, 10, 15 seconds after, like a police car, but there was no sound or no horn on or no light. Stopped there, and then, like, he was, I know they had a chat with him, and then after that, they took him. Um, and, and there was something that was like, like, wow, God, like, you're not just in my mind. You're not just, you know, hard to actually present here right now. And for me, it was this thing, why would the guy, of course, I can interpret a lot, and I don't know what happened in the invisible realm or what's happening there, but but what I know, like, and I really believe that with all my heart, that in that moment he saw something, whatever it was, or he felt something, where he just was afraid of, or where he was like, felt respect. And maybe there was something in my eyes, maybe he's an angel, maybe, 
I've, I have no idea. There's something because like Chris, never, ever, never, ever be afraid in any situation. Even when there's fights going on. Even if there's something that you're afraid of. I'm not just living here. I live physically. I'm here. And you don't, you don't mind see it. But I'm there. And I have my answers. And they definitely protect you. Um, and since the day, I felt like really, there was this, when my journey started with fear, um, but I felt like this fear has left me. Um, and I'm still aware, like, because like I said, like danger is real. So if there's, I'm not saying now, like if there's a fight where like 50 people fighting against each other, I should just go right in the middle and the Holy Spirit tells me yes. But not just go in the middle and like, stop it, everybody, stop it. Like, don't do that. We still need to be aware of those things. But still, like God is always with us in, in all those situations. And he never, like, he never leaves us. Um, yeah, so I, um, I haven't been, <laughs> actually. Um, yeah, and, and there's this one verse as well. Um, because, like, fear really can make us, like, because I really lived in this way of slavery through fear um, of, you know, being afraid every day in life. What am I going to do with my life? Um, what, how does it look like? And so I kind of like became a slave to fear, if you want to see it like this. And in Romans eight fifteen, it talks about, For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. And I love that so much because, you know, whether fear exists or not, whether fear is something that exists in a mind um, or... But the truth is, like, since Jesus died on the cross, fear got also, like, just taken away through Jesus when he died on the cross. So there is, whether if, if people believe, yeah, fear is real or not, but since Jesus died on the cross, there's not even this question anymore about if it exists or not, because it died on the cross with Jesus. Um, yeah, so I think that's, that's all, because otherwise I just keep on losing myself in something. But there's one other story that I... One other story that I really enjoyed was when we went with um, Rebecca and the students uh, when we went to to Rochdale. So um, I got a bit I got a bit afraid of just I, I, like I was supposed to lead the worship, and I got a bit afraid of like how would things work with the powerpoints and stuff. And um, so when we when we arrived there, um, they were suddenly saying, "Well, we have all the the songs on the on a, like we have a, we have a computer and like there's a projector." So so and then we I, I picked out like four or five songs um, with Rachel. So we like. And we put it in the computer, and and then um, suddenly the computer didn't work anymore. And then my first thought was like, crap. But then I remember Chris. There's no way. Like God is not freaking out right now. It'll be fine. You don't. So you don't like. Don't freak out, Chris. It'll be fine. He knew it already. Like it says in Psalm. Like he has been in front of a journey, um, so he knows it. He knows what's going on. So now I, I really like try to keep peace. And to stick to the peace action, to be aware of the peace that, that we have. And then, like, we try to, you know, to think about what we're going to do with them. Um, how are we going to do this now? Shall we do it without the PowerPoint? Or then they had, like, iPad. Should we do it with the iPad? But then the thing with the iPad didn't really work well. So what are we going to do? And suddenly it was only 50 minutes until it started. And, and um, But then, I don't know, I didn't really look for an answer after a while because I felt like, God, you know. And the funny thing was, so Nicola, she went away for 30 minutes or something. And suddenly, Nicola, five minutes before it started, Nicola came. Because the thing is, I brought my computer, so we could have used my computer, but we didn't have an adapter for it. And suddenly, Nicola came, and it also didn't work with them, um, with Rebecca's. Right, Rebecca? 
And so Sandy, Nicola came, hey guys, so you can use my computer if you want to. So five minutes before it started, you can use my computer. So we just used the computer and everything worked well, you know. And I was like, you know, God wasn't even like, okay, I need to tell them right now um, that they need to use Nicola's computer. He was just five minutes before it's enough. Like, you just enjoy your time. And it's just, again, like, it comes back to this. I could have I chosen, like, to freak out now, to be afraid, not to let fear come in and, like, oh, first off, how are we going to do this? Now maybe I'm going to let Rebecca down. Maybe now I'm going to let the whole church down with that. I should have been more prepared. I should have asked him before, like, if the computer really works well. And, like, I mean, the computer always worked, but suddenly it didn't work anymore. Like, it was really weird. It was awkward. And I'm not saying that God made the computer not working anymore, but it was just something that happened. Yeah, yeah. And suddenly, of course, there was also like the, the women's the women's son who is like totally into you no know, computer and stuff. And so he did all that computer stuff and tried to repair it. Like everything was so prepared. And um and it's just so amazing. Like it's so amazing. And it's also this thing of, you know, like in the Bible it talks about um God is preparing a feast in front of our enemies. Um and it really make me made me think about even though the enemy in that moment, let's call it like, was this whole situation that just really looked really weird. But God is like, hey, you don't need to prepare even the feast. Like, you don't need to put the stuff on the table in front of your enemies. I prepared for you. And there would be definitely enough um, that you can enjoy the situation. Um, and I love it so much because often also, like, think about, you know, it talks about he is our shepherd. Um, he is doing the feast in front of our enemies. Our, our, our thing is only like to sit down and just to enjoy, just to enjoy everything. And yes, if there is something we think about, but, but standing there, but the table is in front of it. Table is, it's not like here's we, there's a situation or things we are afraid of. There's a table, actually the table is between us. So there's, there's nothing to worry about um, with everything we need. Thank you for listening to the iDestiny podcast. For further information, check out www.idestiny.org.uk